All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode of Artistic Accomplices. I am your host, Eric Scott, and thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me once again. First of all, I must apologize. Um, Originally, I had hoped to have this episode done much earlier, but unfortunately, things get kind of busy around here, and I'm always amazed at at how quickly the days go by and unfortunately this did not get done um, until now and originally this episode was going to be even longer but then as i worked on it i realized like oh it's it's like this has to be like maybe a two-part uh episode so um just going to bring you the first part today and kind of dive into something that's been bouncing around in my brain. So um, thank you so much for for tuning in and I hope you get something out of today's episode. All right, so I want to go back to something. I want to go back and talk about something that I brought up a few weeks ago, um, something that I brought up in episode 38. And it's something that's been on my mind a lot. I've been really thinking about it, um, especially whenever I go for my walks in the morning. And and I want to kind of dive deeper into it and, and go a little bit more into this. So I, I want to so I, I want to take these ideas that I brought up in episode uh, 38. And if you haven't listened to it, you can go back and listen to it later. But um, and I want to take them a little bit further. So if you haven't listened to it um, or you need a little bit of a refresher um, in that episode, I, I brought up Star Wars. Now, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I was three years old, four years old, whenever the original Star Wars came out. Um, and I also brought up in that episode Avatar, The Last Airbender. And I, I really fell in love with that uh, that animated series. Um, and it's and in the episode, I, I kind of used those notions of the force and of, of the power to bend from The Last Airbender. Um, and I, I tied it into balance. And I, I mentioned how, like, in Star Wars, part of the mythology is that, you know, there's balance in the Force, that you that the light side and the dark side are balanced. Um, I, I thought about using that as an analogy for creativity and for making, but it seemed a little flat. It seemed a little bit too two-dimensional, basically. It was just too flat. So when I started thinking about The Last Airbender, um, the the avatar in the last airbender is the only one capable of bending all four elements and it's the avatar's mission to bring balance to the world and i kind of like that i like that notion of having sort of four notions or four poles or four whatever you know four um things that you have to keep in balance it just kind of gets um it's a little bit more of a well-rounded idea and so that idea of of balancing all four of these notions and so I, I kind of went into a little bit about what each of these four elements represent um, and so that's what I want to do I want to kind of take a look at creativity through the lens of these four classical elements and I think that there is something 
to be learned and appreciated by taking a look at them and seeing how they might help us in our creative pursuits. So let's kind of recap. So The Last Airbender is a world based around the four classical elements of earth, fire, water, and air. And there are individuals in each of the four kingdoms, which are based on those elements, that can bend a single element. So individuals in the earth kingdom can bend earth, individuals of the water tribe can bend water, but not everybody is a bender. It's something that like you're kind of born with or you're not. Um, and it's only the avatar that can bend all four elements. And they can use the power of all four of those to battle their foes, to help bring balance to the world. But I kind of came up with this idea, well, what if, what if everybody was an avatar? What if everybody could bend these different, all four of these elements? And what if you didn't have to be born with it? What if you could develop it? And so I, I really was trying to kind of link this notion of being able to bend elements to link it to like creativity and how there are a lot of people who feel like either you're born with, you know, you're born creative or you're not either you have it or you don't. And so that's, that kind of got me thinking about how these four elements could be applied to creativity. So let, let me recap the four elements and quickly kind of explain my thought process behind that. And then I want to dive into one of those a bit more specific. So first earth. So when, when I think of the earth element, I think of the ground, right? I mean, the earth is below us. We stand on it. And I think of that notion of grounding or of being grounded. So think about how electrical systems are grounded so that any excess electricity can be sent out into the ground. So it won't damage the electrical system itself or it won't damage appliances or wiring. You know, so if we think about our houses and it gets struck by lightning, you know, we have a lightning rod on the top and then, you know, we have a wire that goes down into the ground so that way the lightning doesn't damage the house. It's grounded. Um, but then we can kind of think of the earth also in very symbolic terms. So the notions of, of stability, dependability, solidity, all of those come up with the earth. And so when we ground ourselves and our creative practice, we really set a, a strong foundation for our creativity. We're, we're grounded. You know, we, we have that stable foundation that's going to help us be creative. Okay. So that's earth. Let's take a look at fire. So thinking about fire, I think of passion and energy. I mean, we talk about passion as a burning desire, but it's also a symbol of power, of freedom, of charged emotions. When we have a passion for the things that we are creating, we stick to them, even when things don't go very well. We have the drive and the motivation to pursue our creativity, no matter what. And so we need that passion and that motivation to give ourselves the drive to keep going, even when things aren't going all that well. So passion. So thinking about fire as our passion, our desire, our motivation. And then we have water. 
when I think about water, I think of its fluidity. I think of its flexibility. I come back to that phrase again, you know, like flowing water. I mean, water takes the shape of its container. It always seeks uh, the least resistant path. Um, it flows in and around and among objects. So we have that, that flexibility, but it's also a symbol of healing, of purification, even of understanding. So we have to be flexible with our creativity. We can't be tight and controlling. We have, we have to guide it, but we have to realize that we have to let it flow. We, we can't, if we try too hard to constrict it and control it, we can like, basically we can dam it up we can stop the flow. So often, you know, the water needs to go where it needs to go and, and our creativity needs, needs to go. And sometimes it might not be where we want it to go, but it's where it has to go. And of course, we can tie in healing with art. And, and you hear about a lot of people talking about the, um, the uh, therapeutic side of art, the healing side of art. Now, I'm not really qualified to talk about that. I'm not an art therapist, okay? But I know from personal experience and, and from hearing from other people how art can be, you know, a, a source of healing, can be a source of, of energy, of, of trying to, like, deal with stuff. So I know that just from that, like I said, personal experience. So thinking about water and being fluid and flexible. And for air. So when I think about air... I think about um, ideas and the imagination. I mean, we talk about pulling our thoughts out of thin air. Or we, when we're trying, you know, kind of being mean, we can refer to somebody as an airhead. Um, and, but, you know, despite that air, it can be a symbol of knowledge. So it's kind of like the opposite. If you call somebody an airhead, that just basically means, oh, your head's full of air, not brains. Um, but yet air can be a symbol of knowledge, of dreams. Um, and kind of think about the currents of air, like, you know, the currents of our thoughts. Our thoughts come and go and they flow and they kind of fly, fly away. Um, so thoughts can seemingly come out of nowhere and they can fade. And just the way we talk about, you know, the currents of wind blowing. So we can be carried away by our thoughts, like a balloon can be carried away by a gust of wind. So when we create, we need our ideas. We need lots of ideas. We need our imagination, so we need the air. So that's just a really, really quick kind of overview of those four elements. And what I want to do is I want to kind of take each one of those and sort of dive into them a little bit further and a little bit deeper. Because I think when we can kind of bring those four ideas into balance in our creativity, then we can really reach a level with our creativity that maybe we, we couldn't before. And that if we're aware of these four things as we're creating, maybe we can kind of stay in balance. Now, I'm not saying that we, that we have to keep everything perfectly in balance. I mean, there are times when we have to focus on one more than the other but if we get so caught up in one of these ideas one of these notions then we get out of balance and we're not creating i mean i, I in that episode episode 38 i talked about it being like a top spinning 
and if you weigh down one side of the top it might still spin but it's going to wobble and eventually fall over so it's the same thing with us with our creativity if we focus on one thing too much we put too much weight on one thing the top wants to fall over so yeah we could do that for a little bit but then we have to go oh i have to pay attention to this and oh i have to look over here and i have to bring that in balance <clears throat> so we don't we don't want to lean and sway and and wobble and topple over and so you know that's kind of what, what i had talked about in episode 38 so that's the quick 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 um kind of recap of it and so i want to kind of dive deeper i want to go into that a little bit more and so you know when i brought this up in episode 38 i just kind of kept thinking about it and thinking about it and I, I started thinking like well could this be that framework like thinking about that balance and we want to have some kind of framework to think about our creativity to help us understand our creativity and understand what affects it and so i don't know i mean i'm still kind of putting all of this together but it's a notion that i that i want to examine and so there just might be some kind of you know little pieces of wisdom kind of looking back at these four elements i mean really thinking about i mean these were these elements have been around for thousands of years you know the ancient greeks and we find them in lots of different cultures and it's just is there something that can be applicable to us and to our creativity and to the things that we do and make and create and play so i want to just kind of dive into that and so today i want to focus on one element and like i said originally i was thinking of this being as like a a um a single episode but but as i have been working on it i just kind of feel like ah oh, these ideas are kind of big so maybe maybe we'll see where where this goes um so i want to start off with the earth element I, there's no real reason to do that i mean if we really think about all four elements we need all four and so we can enter into the creative process anywhere so we might have an idea first or we might have a passion a desire to play the guitar or we might <clears throat> we might have a grounding in a certain technique <clears throat> excuse me we might have a, a grounding in a certain technique or we just might be like oh there's lots of things i want to try and i want to do this and i want to do that and we have that flexibility so we really can kind of come in to it in any at any point but for me just logically it makes sense to start with this notion of the earth of being grounded and so i want to take a look at how it might help us in our creative practice and how we can become more grounded or even kind of thinking about how are we already grounded because we probably are grounded in certain things already before we get into our creativity or even if you've been creating for a while there are ideas and notions that you might be grounded in that you need to kind of rethink so that's kind of where that's where i'm going to start so i think there are lots of practical and realistic things that we can do and think about to become more grounded in our creativity and 
that's why I'm starting with it because I kind of feel like that kind of sets the stage. And hopefully you'll see how like if we are grounded in a certain way of thinking, we don't even start creating. And so, yeah, if we if we're not grounded in in a good way, we don't we will never pick up the paintbrush. We'll never go into the kitchen. We'll never pick up the guitar because we have this way of thinking. We have this mindset. And so that's where I want to start. I want to start with this idea of a mindset. And I've talked a little bit about mindset before on the podcast, but I want to go into it a little bit deeper and kind of look at it from a couple different angles. Because I think it's it's our mindset that really goes a long way to help us achieve our creative goals. And our mindset can play a pivotal role in how we see ourselves, how we see our creativity, how we see our creations, and how we see our our place and our role in this creative world. It can go back to our mindset. So what are we thinking? And I'm a big believer that what we think, we manifest. And, you know, I've brought this up before and I've done episodes on it where it's like I believe that the universe is constantly conspiring with us. And it's it's our thoughts and it's our beliefs that dictate our world, that create our world, that we are creating our our world. And we have to be mindful of those thoughts and those feelings and those ideas. We have to be mindful of our mindset. Now, whenever I mention mindset, you might think of of the work of Carol Dweck. Um, If you're not familiar with her, you might be familiar with her ideas. Uh, She's the one that introduced us to the idea of a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And these terms come up a lot as a former educator. Well, I still am an educator, but... As a former public school educator, this came up a lot. Um, and now as a, just you know somebody who teaches and does workshops and, and does podcasts and all that, it's still something that I am concerned with and intrigued by. But you might have heard of it if you know depending on where you work. Maybe you had a meeting about it and maybe you had a talk or whatever. So um, but that idea of fixed mindset versus growth mindset, and I want to go a bit deeper. I've talked about these before a while ago, and I want to go a little bit deeper with them because like I said, I think it's our mindset that really, really um, sets the stage. And so, you know, what we believe about ourselves and our ability and our mind can help us or it can hinder us, especially when it comes to our creativity. I've talked a little bit about that, that notion of how our ideas get in the way of our creativity can can block our creativity. So kind of going all the way back to the notion of resistance, um, and even judgment and and attachment. So those are things that I, I talked about early on in the podcast. But again, it's like those ideas, our ideas, our mindset, can help us or hinder us when it comes to our creativity. So let's take a look at fixed mindset. So, I mean, these are kind of almost self-explanatory, you know, with a fixed 
mindset, we see the world as a very rigid, fixed place. You know, we believe that things have their set place, that things are set in stone. So with a fixed mindset, we believe that we are born with certain talents and that you either have them or, or we don't. And think about how that could affect our like education. So, so many of us believe, oh, I'm not, I'm no good at math or I'm no good at science or, oh, I, I, I suck at spelling. So I, you know, I'm not a good writer. And we internalize those thoughts and those ideas and, and we, we get our mindset. So we get our mindset on these notions. It's, that's a very fixed way of thinking about it. It's like, I can't write, I can't do math. And so we really believe that there's no way to really learn them or develop them. Like we might be able to get by, you know, we can do some basic addition or we could write a basic sentence or paragraph, but you know, we're not a writer. We're not a mathematician. We're not an artist. We're not this, we're not that. That, you know, we don't have those talents. And that, man, that's one of the reasons I hate that word talent. And that's why I loved Bob Ross's quote about how, how talent is just pursued interest. But if we believe that, you know, that talent is this natural ability and that we either have it or we don't, then we're stuck. We're set in this fixed mindset. So we also might believe, you know, whether it's talent or not, but we might believe that there's a set amount of intelligence that, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really a smart person and really I'm kind of dumb and I, you know, I, I, I did lousy on tests and there's no reason for me to try to learn anything and I'm just not very intelligent. Or we think about it as a set amount of creativity. Oh, well, you know, I'm not really a creative. I'm not an artist. I'm not this. I'm not that. So we were really with a fixed mindset. I think we often define ourselves, define ourselves as the things that we are not. I'm not this. I'm not that. So we, re we really believe that we can't grow or really change a lot, maybe a little bit. You know, we might not be able to learn so much. So we become very fixed about who we are and what we think we are and what we think we are capable of. And so we, and, and we kind of believe that with other people too, that, oh, that person is a natural athlete. Oh, that person has a great voice not really understanding that if we were really interested in athletics or in singing that we could do it and we could learn and we could get better at it but if we just accept this notion of of this is who we are and there's no way to change it we're not going to get very far but we don't just believe this about ourselves I mean, we often extend these ideas and these thoughts to, to things that are outside of us. So we start looking around our world, you know, our environments, and we really start to kind of see how like, oh, well, there's a set amount of love or talent or wealth 
or success out in the world and that we're all kind of competing for for that set amount and that if somebody gets something that means that we that's less for us to have so if somebody somebody else gets money oh that's less money for us if we see that somebody else is, has found love oh that's less love for me and kind of saying that seems kind of weird but we believe that because we have this fixed mindset that everything in the world is fixed and steady and that it doesn't really change things are the way they are and I, I always think of that saying it is what it is I hate that saying I hate when anybody brings that up because there's a re resignation in that saying that says things can't change or be changed it is what it is well I'm not really creative it is what it is oh I can't be an artist it is what it is what I feel is like that's just us giving up that's a very fixed way of thinking so if we're grounded in this fixed mindset we're not going very far with it are we I mean because we are very fixed we're very closed off to so much of what's out there so much of what creativity is if I feel like I'm not creative I'm not gonna sit down and try to be creative it's very fixed or even if I have that kind of inkling that like oh I want to create I'll still hold myself back because oh well I'm not really creative like I might have a deep desire to do that like oh that seems like that'd be really cool to do but you know what I'm not creative or I'm not artistic or I'm not talented so we may never create or make anything or play anything or whatever so with with that fixed mindset we still I mean yeah we still might turn to creativity or creating I kind of I think sometimes people use the word create that there's like kind of two different meanings like we can think about creating in a creative way trying to come up with something new or we use it in its other kind of definition to create means to make and so yeah we might make something but we're not creating something where where it's something new and different um, it might be a little bit new to us but we look for cl cliche responses we want to make what other people make so oh that person did that flower that's really cool how did they do that oh I want to do what they did oh here's a recipe oh I have to follow it exactly the way it is because you know what I'm not a baker and I'm not creative and if I don't follow it exactly then I might mess it up so we might make something but we don't really push our creativity because we're just following a recipe we're following the step-by-step -step procedures of somebody else so we might feel that pull to make and create but we won't push ourselves beyond our, our limits and we'll often sort of put our brakes on we'll often just be like okay I'm gonna make that thing that that person made because I can follow those steps and do it just the way they did and make it look just the way they did or I can bake that cake because I can follow the the recipe 
and it goes back to that fixed mindset because if if you believe that you're not creative you're not going to create you might make you might have a longing to be creative but if you feel like hey there's a set amount of creativity in the world and all these other people got it and i didn't i always think about um the 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 saying the running joke the gag that people talk about like you know when god was handing out such and such you were in line somewhere else or you know like that like when when god was handing out brains you were off getting ice cream or something you know people say that kind of stuff uh, but i think it goes back to that like like oh i miss getting the creativity part i missed getting the brains i missed getting the athletic ability and so we have that very fixed mindset now with a growth mindset i mean that's a, that's a completely different thing with growth mindset man possibility is everywhere and things aren't set in stone and we believe that we are capable of so much because we have that growth mindset we believe that we can learn more do more we can be more creative we can be more skilled we can do new things and so we don't have that that idea or that notion or that belief of like oh why bother we we have that idea like well let's give it a try now we might feel like we're not as smart as others or as creative as others but we don't see it as a fixed commodity that I'm only so smart and I can never really be smarter that I'm only so creative and I can't be any more creative what we can see is like oh okay that person is very creative but we can look at them and go what are they doing that I can do to make myself more creative to be more like them in that way not to copy them not to do what they're doing like as far as the creative output but what are they doing that makes them more creative so we believe that we can be more I mean think about that like that idea of being more that just opens up the possibilities so things aren't fixed and set and then we extend those ideas to the world beyond us you know the world becomes full of potential and possibility you know we see the world as an endless supply of wealth of creativity of intelligence of energy of whatever and we see that it's out there in the world and really we can take as much as we want because there's 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 not a set amount we can have as much as we want i mean that's a that can be a very revolutionary idea for people like there is so much creativity out there that there's so much intelligence out there there's so much stuff out there that we can have it if we are open to it i mean just imagine that kind of mindset so if we're grounded in that kind of mindset a growth mindset we are just open to so much more because we believe that we can grow and learn and change and evolve and create we believe that we can get better with our skills we can get better with our ideas we can get better with our creations we're not locked into a certain thing we we look for unique solutions so instead of making what other people are making we might see something oh that's cool but you know what i can do this 
because we see how it can be changed how it can be different and we believe in ourselves that we can do it now we might stumble we might fumble we might fall we might fail but then we realize like oh well yeah that didn't go according to plan but that doesn't mean that i'm a failure it just means things didn't go right now but i learned so much from it it means that i haven't mastered it yet so when we have a growth mindset we're more open to taking risks and understanding that if things don't turn out the way we had envisioned that it doesn't mean that we are failures it means that we may have failed but that doesn't equate to fail to being a failure it just means we haven't mastered the idea yet so i think these ideas of fixed mindset and growth mindset tied directly into something else that I, that's been on my mind and it's actually kind of a i don't want to say it's a separate mindset because i really think it's a it's kind of embedded in those notions of of fixed and of growth but i'm going to talk about them as a little bit separate just so that i can focus on them in particular and that is the notion of a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset and like I said, I think it's really that um, that scarcity is really embedded into this idea of the fixed mindset. Abundance is embedded in that idea of the growth mindset. And just the way I, from the way I've been talking about it, you might actually automatically just see that, like make that connection. But I want to kind of dive into to that because these are ideas that I've been playing around with and I have been dealing with and struggling with in my own life. Um, just, uh, just real quick, you know, growing up and I've mentioned this before, I, I grew up poor. And so for me, it's like, I do have a scarcity mindset to a certain degree. And especially when it comes to, to like money and, and like, you know, material things. And so it's something that I'm dealing with trying to like open myself up to this idea of abundance. But, you know, I, I've seen how this scarcity mindset, like to, the scarcity mindset toward money and material things also kind of bleeds over into other areas as well. And so I'm kind of dealing with this. Well, yeah, even now and trying to like, trying to like really grapple with it and trying to set myself with a mindset of, of, of abundance. So let me kind of talk about these. All right. So with a, a scarcity mindset, it's that feeling like there is never enough, never enough time, never enough money, never enough energy, never enough creativity, never enough whatever. It is a basic sense of lack. It's like we believe there is only a certain amount of whatever and we're all competing for it. Hmm, that sounds really familiar. That sounds like a fixed mindset that like there's a set amount. Now, with, again, with scarcity, it's like we're competing with it. You know, there's that idea of competition. But with scarcity, we feel like, oh, I haven't gotten my share. So it might be love. We might look around and we might see like, oh, look at all those people out there in love and with their significant others. And then there's me. I just never blah, 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 blah. And, you know, then we start to feel like, oh, I'm in competition with these other people. These other people have found it. So there's not enough there for me. So I think about it as this feeling of lack 
Um, but it's not just about material things or external things. So it is also a feeling of lack either with ourselves or within ourselves. I'm not creative enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not artistic enough or musical enough or talented enough. We see ourselves as lacking. And if we have that fixed mindset, then we don't see a way out of it. You know, it's like, oh, well, I'm not artistic enough. Oh, well, it is what it is. And then we're stuck. Or better yet, we're not stuck. We just don't even try. So things are set. Things are fixed. So why bother? So when we're when we get grounded in that scarcity mindset, Think about the impact that that has on our creativity. I mean, we feel like we never have enough or that we are never enough. So we can fill our studios or our kitchens or our whatever with all the latest and greatest materials, gadgets, tools, ingredients, whatever it is that we use to create. We can buy the latest and the greatest the best we could buy like thinking of of you know my situation as a visual artist we i could buy all the paint all the all the brushes and all the markers and you know like when, when we go into a store like if you're a musician maybe you go into the into a music store or you're an artist you go into the uh, uh an art store or you're a, a baker and you you walk into the supermarket or you know, the specialty grocery store or wherever it is that you shop. And then you feel like, oh, ooh, you look at all the pretty stuff out there. And you're like, oh, I got to have that. And if I had that, oh, and you just want it all, right? And that might stem from this feeling of scarcity. Like, oh, well, if I had those things, then maybe I'd be more creative. Or maybe I could bake the way I want to bake. Maybe I could play the way I wanted to play, you know, if I had that really awesome guitar, oh man, I could be, I could be a great guitarist. So that idea of, of no matter how much we have, though, we will still feel like it's not enough. So we could fill our studio full of that. We could fill our, our pantry full of all those awesome ingredients. But if we have that mindset of scarcity, it will never be enough. And just think about how many people, maybe you, maybe me, maybe whoever, that just like keep buying all this stuff and they have all these things. And you're like, why do you need 25 different blue paints? Oh, well, it was on sale. Oh, it was, you know, and it's like, okay. You can find all these, these excuses, but it's like, oh, if I just have that, that blue, or if I just have that paintbrush, or if I just have that tool, then I can be creative then I'll have enough, but it's never enough. So that's, that's part of that scarcity mindset, but also with the scarcity mindset, we become competitive because we feel like, you know, our success or success in general is like a limited finite thing or that creativity is a limited finite thing. And so we are competitive and, and we are competitive with the other people that are out there. So we compare ourselves with others, you know, so we get on Instagram and on Facebook and we're looking at, oh, that person, oh, look, they've got 60,000 followers and, oh, look, that post got 3,000 likes and mine only get two. And so we start to compare. 
compare ourselves with others. And that can be a really, really hard thing. So, you know, we're comparing ourselves, we're being um, uh, competitive, you know, so we feel that like somehow somebody else's success is our loss. And what I find with myself personally is that's when I become stingy and critical of others. So like I become stingy with like my comments on social media. I don't, you know, when I, even if I see something like awesome or, I, you know, they got a new deal for something or they sold a painting instead of saying, oh, wow, great. Congratulations. I stay quiet because, you know, I'm basically jealous. Like, oh, well, I'm, I didn't do that. So I get stingy with my compliments. I become critical of them. I might say, oh, well, you know, hef, I could do that too. Like, you know, if I didn't have to do all these other things and didn't have this, or if I had the money or if I lived in this, this place, or if I did this or I did that. So it can be, yeah, we, we can, we can just, we get very, um, stingy, very critical. So instead of celebrating the success, successes of others, we feel that others are succeeding at our expense. So that idea of scarcity, I mean, I mean, it just can like fester in us and keep us from creating, you know, we can feel like we just have, or that we just don't have enough stuff. And even if once we have stuff, we still aren't feeling creative because it's just never enough stuff. Or we can kind of feel very competitive and very, uh, very much so like, there's only so much amount of creativity or success and other people are getting it. So that means that I'm not, I'm not getting my share because other people are, are getting more than their share. Now, on the other hand, we have an abundance mindset. We have a feeling that there is enough. Actually, the, the idea of abundance is that there is more than enough. Not that there is just enough. There is more than enough. Enough time, enough stuff, enough creativity, enough whatever. And so if we have that mindset, first of all, we can be happy and content with less stuff. Because we know that we don't need it. Because we feel like we have enough. Going back to that idea, like when we walk into a, an art store or wherever it is that, you know, your creativity takes you for shopping. Um, for me, it's an art store. So when I walk into an art store, I look around and my eyes get big and I just like, oh, I want everything. But then when I, when I do walk around and I start to think like, okay, what do I want? What do I really need? So many times I walk out of an art store without anything because I just kind of feel like, well, you know, I don't need that like yeah that might be nice to have but i don't need that i don't need a new set set of paints oh i don't need more brushes i've got plenty in, at home and it's yeah it's just like that that idea like i have what i need and that's a sometimes that's a weird feeling so we can be happy and content with less stuff and we don't have that feeling like we always need more so we don't feel like we you know we don't we realize that we don't need all the materials all the tools all the gadgets all those things 
we realize that having more won't make us more creative. We make ourselves more creative. We understand that creativity, it's, it's not limited. There's not a set amount out there. So we can be as creative as we want with the things that we already have. And oftentimes, you know, finances sort of dictate what we have. Like, oh, it, it would be really nice to have that beautiful set of watercolor paints, but you know what? I can't afford it. So I'm just, all I can afford is this cheap set. But we can still be so creative with that inexpensive set of watercolor paints. We don't need the expensive ones. So we don't need it. Now, we also realize that we don't have to be competitive. Because we feel, actually we don't feel, we know that there is plenty to go around. I mean, that, that fits in so well with that growth mindset that there, that, you know, we can, we feel that we can learn and grow and change and that there's room and space for us, for all of us. So it, it's not as, it's not about being competitive. It's not about comparing ourselves with others and we're much more generous with ourselves and with others. So when we're grounded in, in a mindset of abundance, we feel that we can be creative with very little and that we don't need all the latest and greatest things. We know that it's an external, it's not an external thing, you know? So it, it, it's not about like, there's only a set amount of creativity out there. It's more about an internal thing. Like I can be as creative as I, as I, can be. There are no limits on creativity. And because of that, we, we aren't as competitive. So we don't see creating as a competition. So if somebody else is receiving accolades and success, we can celebrate with them and be happy for them without feeling that we're being slighted somehow. We understand that someone, someone else's success is not our loss. Because creativity and success are not finite quantities where there's only a certain set amount. And if we can really ground ourselves in there, in that, then we really open ourselves to possibility. So, you know, it's like, hopefully you can really start to understand why I feel that scarcity and abundance really are embedded in that idea of fixed and growth. If you have a, a scarcity mindset, probably you have a fixed mindset and, and that the scarcity is just sort of an extension of that. And the opposite, if you have a growth mindset, that idea of abundance probably just comes more naturally to you. Not saying that, you know, you, you always have a growth mindset or a, or a fixed mindset. Those things, like everything, can kind of ebb and flow. So there may be times where you just feel like, capable of doing anything and everything and other times you feel vulnerable and, and feel like you can't do anything and that you know sometimes you feel like you can easily celebrate the successes of others and then others other times you feel kind of jealous and you feel that little twinge so i think it's like you know in us that uh that the, both of those things are within us but it's sort of like well which ones which one are we going to focus on which one are we going to try to, to bring about? Which one are we going to um, try to focus on?
So I, I believe that we have to begin with, or not that we have to, but I believe that beginning with our mindset as we approach creativity is a is a good thing because we have to be aware of our mindset when we go to create because if we have that fixed mindset we're not going to get very far or we're just going to kind of copy what other people are doing because we know that that's safe and and all oh, that person did it and I can do that too but even after we start creating even if we have a a more open more growth mindset as we begin to create like i said you know we we always have that that opposite in us too so we may be open we might kind of feel that growth we might feel that abundance as we begin but then as we're working as we're creating we can swing back the other way and that little voice can creep in and that little voice can tell us that we aren't creative enough or that it's no use trying because others are better than us we can start to feel ourselves comparing what we do with what other people do and we can feel that competition and that stinginess kind of rise up in us and we can kind of stall in our creativity because all of a sudden our mind has switched and we've gone from that growth mindset to that fixed mindset so we have to kind of stay open we have to stay aware of that mindset so that you know if that happens if we do kind of find ourselves switching then we can be like okay you know what i've closed down i've kind of closed off i need to open up i need to open myself to the abundance i need to open myself to growth and and possibility so we have to kind of be aware and so that's that's why i'm starting with with this notion with starting with um thinking about the earth element and this idea of grounded and thinking about mindset because i think our mindset goes a long way in determining how we are grounded and and our beliefs and our thoughts create our world so if we start there we can start to change that we can start to change our thoughts so if we have that fixed mindset we can start to shift we can start to open up we can start to feel that abundance and if we already have that then we can understand like okay let me let me continue with this okay so yeah so thinking about how we are grounded and how we are grounded in our thoughts and our beliefs i think it's a very natural place to begin this this discussion this idea this exploration um like i said i had i had more planned but then as I was working on it, I was like, oh, this is getting kind of long. So I was really kind of thinking also about not just the mental, kind of the mental things that we're grounded in, but also like the physical, the, the um, actionable things that we're grounded in. And so I think I'm going to hold off on, on those ideas and maybe that will be good for a part two. Um, so yeah, so kind of keep that in mind. What kind of mindset do you have right now do you feel like you're you kind of relate more to the the fixed mindset where you kind of see everything in fixed quantities and that there's only so much creativity out there and you feel competitive with others or do you feel a more of a growth mindset where you feel like you know there's there's more than enough creativity out there for everyone there's room for all of us in this creative world 
and then <clears throat> then start thinking about okay all right I, I have this mindset but mindsets can change you can change your attitudes your beliefs your thoughts dictate your world so start there start thinking about how you're grounded and how your thoughts and your ideas ground you in your creativity and what can you do to strengthen that that foundation those foundational thoughts because that's what's going to help propel you through the complex nature of creating and being creative so anyway i think that kind of wraps up my thoughts on this i mean just yeah just this this one little notion so um yeah i'm definitely going to go further into this idea of grounding and and go into some other things but i kind of feel like that's a that's a heck of a lot to kind of deal with for this first kind of talk so um yeah so uh, join me in future episodes whenever i talk more about about these four elements earth fire water air and really kind of dive into how we can take ideas from them and apply them to our creativity so today was just a you know dabbling our foot in the water of 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 this idea of this notion of this sort of kind of scheme or framework that i'm thinking of um and we'll dive into it a little bit further probably next time so um yeah so thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for uh tuning in and please if you don't follow me on social media if you don't follow me um yeah, on social media. If you aren't aware of my website, go check it out. So, it, you know, my website is ericscottart.com. I'm on Instagram. It's uh, EM Scott Art on Instagram and on Facebook. Love for you to check it out, follow along. Um, yeah, so thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this uh, episode. And I hope you, it's kind of what. Uh, what is your appetite for more and we'll dive more into these notions in the future so thanks again um, and as always happy creating all right i hope you enjoyed this episode i thank you so much for listening this has been Artistic Accomplices, and I'm your host, Eric Scott. Thank you so much, and until next time.